You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Pop Culture Cosmos, the Lakers Fast Break, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And I'll tell you what, if you can, please, 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 please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It is truly appreciated. And I'll tell you what, we cannot thank you enough for supporting us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. I like this, Tom. I tell you what, I like this. I like the sound of this. Lakers win. Lakers win. Flows off the tongue so well. No AD. No LeBron. No Kuzma. No problem. Also no defense, but no problem. (laughs) But I'll tell you what, it was just a great time to see all the backups and all the people that need to get a chance to play, get a chance to play. Great performances from Alex Caruso and, dare I say it, J.R. Smith. So here, well, hold on, hold on. So here with me today is my good friend. I know him as Tom Wong, and you're going to hear him in a few minutes, but you got to check out what he's doing today. In fact, we're streaming live on there right now. It's Lakerholics.com. You just saw just right now a big 3D image right there of Tom leaning into the camera right there. He almost came out and popped right on you. But you got to go ahead and check us out at Lakerholics.com. Great site, original videos, articles, blogs, and so much more. Plus the Lakers Fast Break episodes, always there. It is Laker Tom. Got to be a very satisfying way to close out the scrimmage season. Yeah, it sure was, Gerald. You know, it, it was like everybody you wanted to see play well, played well. We had five new starters. Every one of them was in double digits. It was an exciting game. Like you said, not much defense, but... Uh, it was great to see Jr. go go off six of seven from deep. Waiters looked terrific. Was uh, moving the ball around, six assists, and and uh, and then Alex Caruso, who at one point in time had led the Lakers in three point shooting, really was smoking and he he was dropping threes left and right, dishing off dimes. It was a it was a great feeling because uh, you didn't have AD and you don't have LeBron. And you just wonder about it. Of, of course, we're playing an undermanned uh, Wizards team that didn't have a couple of their stars, too. So, uh, but, uh, you know, for a game that uh, was the last scrimmage and, and now at least real season basketball starts on Thursday against the Clippers, it was great to see this as a takeoff. LeBron and AD were having a good time on the bench. Um, everybody seemed happy. The team chemistry seemed great. They, the bench was rooting for the guys that were on the floor. Um, and we saw we saw a lot of minutes of a lot of people. Uh, you know, you saw Costas play. 
Uh, Devontae got a chance, got in there, got a double-double almost. Yes. Um, and so, you know, it was a great representative uh, game. A lot of former Lakers on the other side uh, for the Wizards, who I keep hoping at some point in time might want to get some more Laker young players and give us Bradley Beal. Um, but it was, a, it was a nice way to end three scrimmages. I was also really excited by the virtual fans in the audience, the way that they've got that thing set up with Microsoft Teams. Uh, they've got 300 fans that are going to ring three sides of the of the arena. I guess the three sides where the cameras are not, where are, are obviously pointing. And uh, those fans uh, can be heard and seen. They all have the same background, which is as if they're sitting in a lounge seat. And uh, the players on the court can hear them. They can scream and yell after great plays and uh, give their feedback. So uh, uh, it really looks like the NBA, especially when you look at what's happening with football and baseball uh, and their problems in, in the pandemic. Uh, basketball seems to be really taking the lead in this whole thing. And the NBA, I'm very interested to see how the Thursday broadcast goes. Is that a, I think it's a Clippers home game, if I'm not mistaken. I think you are, I think you are correct, but yeah, it's, doesn't really matter. Will I have have Laker fans in there? Because that's what happens every time the Clippers play in Staples anyway. Uh, There'll be Lakers fans. They're called the bench for the Lakers. So they'll be, uh, they'll be cheering their players on. Again, it's going to come down to what we're going to be seeing here. I, I don't think it's going to be actual playoff intensity. It'll be nice. It'll be very energetic because it's the first game back in this restarted season. But Again, with the Clippers not all 100% there due yeah. to various reasons, which I don't want to go into. If they want to go ahead and check out our previous podcast that we're going to be having up here in a little bit this week uh, that we did with Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies, also as well you and Jamie Sweet from Lakerholics, they'll go ahead and hear more about the discussions on the LA Clippers. But it was a great way to go ahead and end the scrimmage season. I'm, I'm so thankful that the, they got the chance to do so. And, and I'll tell you what, having the chance to sit down LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Kyle Kuzma and still pull out the victory 123 to 116 over the Washington Wizards. I don't care if it was the Washington Wizards. It was still an NBA team. Mind you, didn't have all their players there, but still they had enough players to go ahead and battle in there. And I still like what the Lakers gave me. Let's start off with J.R. Smith. How encouraged were you by what you saw from J.R. Smith? Well, you know, it's shooting. It's outside shooting. Uh, Clutch outside shooter and uh, a guy who's got championship experience. Um, I mean, it was a perfect example of exactly what JR can bring to you in any game. Because if he gets hot like that from outside, he can be a real difference maker. He can win you a game, one game out of every seven game series that you play. And that's, uh, that's a, a hell of a resume for a guy who is picked off of the junk heap, hasn't played in over 600 days in an NBA game. It was great to see that he's, he's, uh, he, and, he and Deanna both just slid right in and fit as integral parts of the Lakers team. Both have stayed within their, their playing, within their abilities, and they're playing within the scheme that the Lakers have, which is basically a pretty simple scheme for people to fit into because – it's surrounding LeBron and AD. And, and I thought in the game today, you know, it would have been easy for JR to gone crazy and just 
firing shots up willy-nilly. Uh, but he basically took some pretty good shots, and he made some good plays, and he hustled. So I'm, I'm really pleased. I, I, it was more than I expected. And it was great to see that uh, once you got that stroke, it's a little hard to lose it. And uh, he was able to he was able to reach back and and get hot. Absolutely, and that's something that is very encouraging to Lakers fans. We didn't really know what to expect, and don't tell me you expected because no. hadn't played in almost two years, thirty four yeah. years old. You know you don't know what you're going to get, but it, you know if there's a chance him getting warmed up, him getting acclimated by the end of the season and going into the playoffs, he may be able to give you five, 10 minutes there, maybe playing off LeBron and give you a couple three-pointers or give you some quality minutes. And that's all you're asking for. You're not asking for the old J.R. Smith to give you 35 minutes in an NBA game one that he actually did the bonehead maneuver on, but an NBA game finals type scenario. You're just asking him to give a contribution, and there's a possibility now that both him and Dion Waiters, after being out both of them for so long in the NBA, do have a chance to go ahead and make a solid contribution at that. Well, they have to they have to be two of the biggest bargains on the league at this point in time. And uh, I give Rob Polinka a lot of credit, and, and I give those guys a lot of credit for coming in and fitting in with the team. They fit into the roles that they were brought in for. They both understand those roles. And frankly, they've both done a great job in, in these three scrimmages, the little times that we've seen them, especially uh, in the, this afternoon's game. Absolutely. So you got, you got to be happy. You got to be happy if you're a Laker fan that these are the guys that we added. They seem to fit in and they're doing their job. They seem to indeed. Uh, Devontae Kaycock, of the guys at the very end of the bench, uh, seems to be the one that can maybe give you some minutes. Atentacumpo. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker, sorry, they're just not there. I don't think that they're like emergency break glass guys. Yeah. But it's just a shame that the more I see THT, the more I wanted Bull Bull on my team. Yeah, I, I was rooting for Bull Bull too. I was disappointed when we passed him. But kind of like Raphael said, you know, it was a clutch move. Yes. And uh, I think that had a big influence in the whole situation. It should, but, I can't but it does. That. I mean, we have two superstars because of that clutch relationship. True. So, you know. True, very true. Uh, if, if that, if, if, you know, and, you know, and KCP, KCP is well more than earned uh, his, his salary as far as I'm concerned with the play that he's been doing. So uh, uh, there was a point in time when I thought we had overpaid him and uh, that was an investment, obviously, that Palenka and the Lakers had made for the future uh, for LeBron and then for AD. And, uh, so if you know if we had to, if we had to put THT in there as part of a part of the price, uh, I'm more than happy to do it. We're still way ahead, and I think that you know he's got some potential. But the kid's only 19 years old, and uh, but he's got great physical uh, attributes. So it'll be interesting to see what happens as, as we move down the line. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, 
there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts couple more things I want to touch on before we head on out because okay. this was going to be a real quick wrap-up. wanted to go ahead and make sure we have some content for Lakerholics.com, but I wanted to go ahead and get your thoughts on Danny Green, who I think has got to be a key factor going forward, him gearing up because he's not been very much there most of the season. Now, you can't tell me that he has been. It's, he's had just brief glimpses of the Danny Green that we know but it seems to me that we've always talked about playoff Rondo. I've actually talked to you more about playoff Danny Green coming to life, turning it on when he needs to. And there is a great possibility by the hints that he's given us in this three scrimmages, that could be the case. Yeah, you definitely have seen him be more active, a little more aggressive on his shots. He still seems to be playing good defense. And you have to remember, too, that He's a guy who's won two championships, so he's got a resume, and he knows how to do it in the big games and the big series. So I think that he's solidified himself. I mean, like you said, during the season, Danny at various times I was disappointed in. In fact, I've probably been accused of trading him at least a dozen times during the year. Trader um, Tom, Trader Tom. Um, but I like what I've seen from him this uh, in these three games. He seems to be in good shape. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think the whole starting lineup is looking to get, looking good. And, and with the play that we saw from the reserves today, I think, you know, I, I think the Lakers are in position to do exactly what they want to do. They're, they're exactly where the coaching staff and the front office hope they would be after three scrimmages. I think, uh, I don't think anybody could be disappointed with the position that they're in. The roster looks like it's solid. It would be great to not have lost those two players that we got. We'll get Rondo back, but yeah, you can already see that Twitter's decided that we don't need Rondo. So we'll see what happens as we move forward. But we had some great playmaking today. I think that was the big thing. You know, six six, six assists from both Alex Caruso and Deion Waiters was uh, an impressive outing. Well, definitely we're not going to see that during the course of the season when you're playing yep. at NBA high-level teams. And Lakers don't have a cupcake schedule coming up. They have the third rated highest schedule for the last eight games. So it's not going to be the easiest things in the world, but they have a five and a half game lead in order to go ahead and maintain the first position in the West. I don't care really at this point about the first team, you know, first number one seed overall in the NBA. That's, that's now a a moot point almost at this point. Unless unless you really feel that the matter. Yeah. yeah, Unless you really feel the virtual fans going, ah, it's really going to well, go you know, ahead. Speaking of the virtual fans, I was really impressed that they're using Microsoft Team. Yeah, they've got all of these 300 fans on three sides of the court, um, and you know they're using each fan has their own. They've blacked out their own background, and the background is as if they're sitting in a, you know a set of luxury chairs there, um, actually better chairs than you actually get if you go to the game. 
even if you're down, you know, on the court in the front row, and it's more like the chairs that you might find up in the suites. But it'll be interesting. Apparently, they uh, this Microsoft Teams thing is going to give a whole new look, and they're using it supposedly on the Thursday's game. It'll be interesting to see whether it's Clipper fans or Laker fans in the stands. The whole thing is coming together real well, and I think you have to, you know, if you're an NBA fan, you've got to be proud of the job that the NBA has done in in putting this whole thing together. And let's just keep our fingers crossed that nobody goes out and does something dumb and brings back COVID into the uh, into the bubble, and that everybody stays safe, and we can actually play this thing out and and have games that are enjoyable and competitive, and and uh, end up with another championship for the Lakers. I like nothing better than that. Well, I couldn't have said that better myself. In fact, I was going to ask for you as our last question to go ahead and, and reflect after the three games that we've seen of the scrimmaging, but you've already touched upon that, so I won't go ahead and recash that for you. But I couldn't agree with you more on that, especially with the disarray we're seeing right now in Major League Baseball and some of the other sports that are now more open and not in a bubble-type scenario. We are seeing some promising signs that the NBA just might be able to pull this whole thing yeah. off. Well, I'll tell you what, my friend, it's been great talking to you, but before we head on out, I do want you to touch upon what's coming up at Lakerholics.com, including some videos that our good friend Raphael Barlow put up from NBA Draft Junkies. And please, if you get a chance, check out his awesome site, NBA Draft Junkies. But I want you to go ahead and tell everybody what you've got planned upcoming at Lakerholics.com. We're looking forward to Thursday's opening uh, of the season, so to speak, the reopening of the season, I guess I, guess I should say. We're expecting uh, to have a very busy site. There'll be a lot of great conversations. We're having all sorts of different things planned for Thursday in order to build up toward the game. I think the game is 6 o'clock Pacific time. And, man, it's just going to be so great. Uh, The Clippers will be there. Lou Williams won't. It's questionable whether they'll have a couple of other players missing, so we'll have to see how that matchup goes. It's not going to be the game that I thought it was going to be because I think the Clippers are – probably going to be doing a lot of their all same old load management type of thing and and pushing basically waiting for the playoffs to happen and and figuring it they'll deal with the Lakers when they meet them down the road. Um, and I think the Lakers to a certain extent are probably going to recognize that and and I think we'll see a, we'll see a lot of different combinations that we maybe we haven't seen. But it's going to be a continuation of the same thing that we've seen really these are preseason games in a lot of sense. Because they're they're sort of preseason games for the playoffs. But not with teams like Portland, not with teams like New Orleans, not with teams like Memphis. Well, some of those some of those teams are going to feel that way. But I thought that when we had the roundtable the other day with Raphael, one of the points that he made was really sort of has stuck with me, which is that if you get a team like Portland or a team like New or- like New Orleans, they could very easily lose their edge. If they lose a couple of games and all of a sudden it doesn't look like they're going to, you know, be in competition for that number eight or nine spot and they're not going to make the play in tournament, guys are going to start to go home. You know, uh, it, it's it's there's going to be a whole different era, a group of teams that are going to basically start bailing out based upon what the performances are. You know, it's one thing when you're playing these scrimmages and you don't you know you don't see LeBron for anything other than a half the game or AD for a half a game. And if the Lakers or the Clippers or the Bucks or any of those good teams go out there and, and, and really put their best five out there for three and a half quarters, you know, 
is going to put some teams in a in a situation where they may not they may not have the desire to stay. This is a whole different thing. COVID nineteen and playing in a bubble and guys thinking about two and a half months away from their families, away from their wives and girlfriends. There's going to be a lot of guys that are going to be wanting to join Lou Williams and go to Magic City. All for those lemon pepper chicken wing. Right. Mm-hmm. Could have got curbside service if he'd wanted it. Yes, yes, that's true. But my friend, it looks like it's going to be a very good start to the NBA season for the NBA as a whole. We saw three great scrimmages, a lot of promising sign for the Lakers. And I look forward to the week ahead and the season ahead for the Lakers as they gear up for their 17th championship right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. 